Hello and welcome to the Community Vault podcast. I'm your host, Virginia Wilson, the Communications Manager at Community Works. The purpose of this podcast is to share conversations surrounding financial equity and opportunity within the community. We will amplify voices that are creating solutions and speaking truth within their sphere, as well as give voice to resources that are offered through Community Works and throughout South Carolina and beyond. All right, well, hello and welcome to the Community Vault. I'm your host, Virginia Wilson, the Communications Manager at Community Works. And today I'm joined by Greg White, the District Director for the South District Office for the U.S. Small Business Administration. And we're also joined by Michelle Abram, the State Director for the Small Business Development Centers. And we're really excited to have both of you here today. Welcome. Thank you. And we thought that this would be a great opportunity for a podcast as we head into Small Business Week because all three of our organizations are really championing small businesses. And we're all part of this, you know, entrepreneurial ecosystem. Um, And so as we head into Small Business Week, we wanted to sit down with a couple experts in the industry and discuss the current state of small business health in South Carolina and the future of the growth. Um, So just for the sake of introductions, uh, Greg, for those who may not be familiar with the SBA, can you give us kind of a, a picture of what it is that you guys do and tell us about your role within the SBA? I'd be glad to, Virginia. Thank you very much for having us. Uh, first, let me start out by saying that SBA was created back in 1953, back during the Eisenhower administration, to help small businesses. Since then, programs have been added on continuously since then. Currently, we're divided into four categories. Uh, we call, call them the three C's and a D. Uh, capital, counseling, uh, contracting, and disaster. And I'll just go through those real quick and give you an idea. And on the capital side, we have a lot of different loan programs. We have a guaranteed loan program where the banks make the loan, SBA guarantees it. We have a uh, fixed asset loan program where it's for fixed assets for long terms where we participate with the bank, but SBA actually does a debenture that helps, helps finance it. Uh, we have microloan programs that are out there. We have a, what we call a small business investment corporation, which is a venture capitalist program. So a lot of different aspects go into that capital side of it. Uh, the second uh, phase would be the counseling side, and uh, we have I'm glad to have Michelle here today because we actually uh, sponsor the Small Business Development Center, uh, SCORE chapters, uh, women's business centers, and veterans business outreach centers. We've, we fund them with, contra- with um, annual contracts to support small businesses and have oversight over them over the year. And that's one of our biggest fo- focus. Without them, our programs would not be out there into the public, would not be beneficial to them. Um, and then the, the next leg of that is the contracting. Uh, SBA is responsible for giving 25%, making sure that 25% of the federal dollars that are spent go to small businesses. And we do that through different programs also. The, uh, uh, we have an 8A program for small disadvantaged business. We have a veterans program. We have a women's certification program. So we have all different types of programs that fall under that umbrella of contracting where we can make sure that they receive those funds. That, uh, I'll give an example. $6 billion last year went into federal contracting from South Carolina, which we participated in. So that's a tremendous amount. So I've done capital, contracting, and counseling. And the final one, which everybody's aware of mostly right now with the COVID relief, is the disaster. 
And this typically we use the disaster programs for uh, hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, uh, for both residential and for businesses and nonprofits. But during the COVID, we were focused in on small businesses mostly, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, we provide grants and direct loans to small businesses and residential individuals to help them get through a crisis. So. It's a very interesting program, and uh, in South Carolina, we're structured with three offices. We have an office in Charleston, one in Columbia, and one in, in Spartanburg area now that we operate out of. But currently, we operate out of our home, so we'll talk <laughs> about it a little later. Awesome, and I know you know for our listeners, Community Works is um, a great has a great partnership with the SBA as an approved SBA lender, and we in 2020 opened a women's business center thanks right. to the SBA. Um, so I know that that's ringing a bell for a lot of our listeners. Um, Michelle, sim- similarly, for those who might not be familiar with SBDC, um, could you give us an overview and share what your role is? Sure. So um, I am the state director for the South Carolina Small Business Development Centers, and I'm also the chair of our national board of directors for the second year. Um, the South Carolina program was established as an agreement or legislated by the state legislature and four of the major state universities, including University of South Carolina, Clemson, Winthrop, and South Carolina State University. It is, uh, so we started operating in early 1979. Later in 1979, Congress established the National Small Business Development Center Network so that our services would cover all of the 50 states and its, and its territories. We uh, um, operate under, there are 62 programs now, so each state has one. A couple of the larger states, Texas and California, have multiple ones because they're so large. And then territories like Virgin Islands, Guam, and the others. So we're structured as a public-private partnership and the, uh, through Congress, we get funding, which is administered by the Small Business Administration in Washington. We also get funding through our state legislatures, our university hosts, and other public and private entities. So it's truly a community-wide, statewide, nationwide program with the mission of helping small businesses start, grow, and thrive. So. In, in essence, our goal is to help people get a business started, keep it going, grow it, and get it beyond being a small business. Um, we work collaboratively with many organizations. So we're one of, as Greg mentioned, several resource partners uh, that support the SBA's activities, uh, not only the small business development centers, but also the women's business centers, of which we now have three in the state, and SCORE. We also work with many other organizations around the state to deliver primarily three types of services. The first one, and most important for the SBDC, is private one-on-one consulting on any business topic a business might need. So I like to tell people we're like an extension of your business. If you think of a large corporation and all the departments they have, whether it's finance, R&D, marketing, sales, international trade, whatever those departments are, that's what the SBDC is to your business as a small business owner. So we come in with, in South Carolina, any of our 50 experts. We serve all 46 counties across the state, so we're, wherever you need us, we're there. 
Uh, we come in and bring a team of people with the right skill sets and, and background to help you really understand what issues you need to address and help you do those so that you're able to grow your business to the next level and achieve your goals. The consulting services we offer are always offered at no charge. So you can't get better than that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also offer educational or training programs, and often we do that in concert with our host universities and other organizations around the state. And that's really looking at what are the common needs that people have out there that are running small businesses, and where can we come together as a group and help them learn how to improve their capabilities. And then the last thing we do, because we do work with everybody throughout the entire state, is to just be a conduit. If a company comes to us or an entrepreneur comes to us and needs help, we will um, really guide them to connections with other resources, other organizations that provide um, other types of services that we don't. So truly that landscape of the ecosystem of the economic development community for small businesses is a really important one and it helps a lot of those smaller businesses to have somebody to just navigate them through all of that right definitely yeah and it goes without saying that you know 2020 was an unprecedented year for small business and for for the industry that we're in and so uh, Greg, I'd love to hear from you. You know, you touched on the disaster aspect of the SBA. How did 2020 and coming into 2021 look for you and your role? And, and how is it, you know, that you've seen small businesses be affected and shaped by COVID? Well, first of all, uh, we couldn't have done what we've done as far as getting out the dollars to the small businesses across the state. We went for uh, our partners such as SBDC. Uh, we did over 100,000 applications, and uh, it's just uh, amazing the support that they gave us through this aspect. We had initially with the COVID relief funds, we had uh, two programs. We had a PPP-1, uh, uh, Payroll Protection Program 1, and Payroll Protection 2 which uh, business were able to apply for uh, applications and for forgiveness of funds that they used to get them through this period of time. Uh, so that was one of the programs that we have. The second program was the Economic Injury and Disaster Loan Program, which again is uh, a break off of the regular program, which is typically deserves flooding and, and disasters, natural disasters. Uh, and that's one of the programs that we really worked on real hard. Uh, it's uh, currently there's an advance out there that we're working with. Uh, we've had some uh, reconsiderations of funds for additional funds for people who received a loan in the past. But uh, those are the main programs that we've worked through the COVID now. We're working from home. Uh, typically my office is uh, located in Chapin, South Carolina right now. That's where the small business development small business <laughs> office is right now with uh, everybody working out of their houses uh, because of this. But uh, again, we've put out a lot of dollars in South Carolina and a lot of applications, but we couldn't have done it without the help of SBDCs. Wonderful. Yeah, and Michelle, I'd love to hear hear the same from you, how, how you guys have pivoted during COVID. Yeah. Well, it, as Greg said, it's been interesting for everybody. When COVID first started and we were told to begin working remotely, 
Fortunately, we had a lot of tools and capabilities in place. So for us, the pivot wasn't that difficult in terms of being able to work online with people on a regular basis. We did procure some new tools and expanded some of the things that we had to better serve the volume of people that we needed to be able to support. Um, obviously, all of our training programs, which we've done many more of over the last year than is typical, mm -hmm. all were done online. And the advantage of that, I guess, is that people yeah. don't have to get up and go somewhere. It's a little more convenient for mm -hmm. businesses in terms of being able to sit at their desk or at home and watch these. And a lot of them have been recorded so that people can access them later. So I think that was one of the big things. Uh, the, I think another thing as we started to go through this was really understanding better what specific issues businesses were facing and how we could adjust our own services to better help them. So specific things um, are, for example, um, online marketing, e-commerce. So many people had to shut down their brick and mortar businesses entirely. So we spent a lot of time with people understanding how to get websites set up, how to actually sell their products and services online as opposed to in person. Um, we've done a lot of work with cybersecurity because small businesses are most vulnerable to attacks and when you're now doing so much online, that's a big issue. Um, really helping businesses that had the capability of of sewing and working with textiles or breweries and distilleries that we could help them realign their business model and start making PPP, PPE materials. All of those kinds of things are things that we, we changed and enhanced in order to be able to help people. Uh, we created new reopening guidelines. We worked with um, DHEC and other state organizations to make sure small businesses are understanding what the health and safety requirements are and how small businesses could help to support their clients and their employees um, survive through this and stay healthy and safe. Um, we certainly, as Greg said, have uh, worked with clients all over the state and all over the nation for that, that fact in um, trying to apply for and obtain and, and understand issues with the, the two different PPP programs, the IDLE program. We're now working on the Shuttered Venues Operator Grant, which is uh, another program that's designed specifically for entertainment um, businesses, live entertainment primarily. Um, we also have a new program that's designed specifically for restaurants that actually opens on Monday for applications. And that is to help, again, one of those groups that has been most severely impacted by COVID and having to shut down and try to figure out how to do deliveries and all of that kind of thing. So we work on all of those as well as on local and state uh, grant and loan programs in working with those partners as well to help make sure that small businesses are aware that these things are out there and to, to help give them the best chance they have of actually getting approval on those those programs and getting the funds. Absolutely, yeah, and I know Community Works has deployed at this point almost $3 million in Paycheck Protection Program funding as well, so we've been, yeah, in, been, very we've been in the trenches, yeah. you know, along with you guys, um, but we've seen some 
incredible stories come from businesses that have just shown resiliency and I'd love to hear from either one of you if there's, you know, a story that comes to mind of a small business you've been inspired by or worked with uh, during COVID. I'll just kind of give an overview real quick. One of the things that we did initially on the front end was that the businesses that had SBA loans were able to receive actually their payments made by SBA for a six months period and which helped them through a lot of it through the COVID relief. So that's helped a lot of them. And, and I can go into specifics about individuals. Uh, we've had you know, breweries, as uh, Michelle had talked about. We've had oodles of restaurants. Uh, we've had airplane incubators. We've had um, uh, numerous businesses. There's too many to really sit here and pick mm-hmm. any one out and, and not be effective. But um, I think the main thing that uh, we found out is that small businesses are resilient. Uh, they they toughed it out through this thing. I mean, we uh, small businesses can figure out a way to make things work, and that's one thing we've seen. I know Michelle has seen it too. That uh, small businesses are they didn't get successful. They didn't get a business started just by uh, trying. They are they worked at it and they continue to work at it even through this COVID crisis. Absolutely, yeah. Perseverance is one of the great trademarks of a small business owner and entrepreneur. It's amazing to me, as Greg said, how they just continue to to maintain a positive attitude in the midst of total turmoil and disaster and just continue to stay with it and find innovative ways to keep their businesses going. Um, You know, I will say we have come across many, many business owners who have been very discouraged and, and desperate through this you know losing their business losing their livelihoods Mm -hmm. affecting the the employees that they feel responsible for and many business owners who have used their own life savings and retirement and taken out you know second mortgages on their homes just to keep people employed and and keep their businesses operational so um, they are people that i greatly admire and respect and uh, you know my folks I think the the reason people stay with this job is because we see day in and day out when we can really make a difference for someone that they were able to keep their business or grow their business when otherwise they didn't know how to get from here to there. Uh, You know, we had, as I said, businesses from a lot of different walks of life that we've been involved with, many minorities, many youth entrepreneurs, um, basically in every industry. And as I mentioned, you know, manufacturers is one of the groups we worked with other partners out there to identify clients in our database who were manufacturers that might be able to help when we were so desperate in need of of additional PPE supplies. Uh, And so we were able to help people make that change and move into producing those products. And now, you know, as things are, at least we hope, you know, starting to slow down Mm -hmm. and may stay, you know, more uh, manageable, um, looking with them at even other opportunities, not just going back necessarily to only what they were doing pre-COVID, but are there other innovative ways now that they could look at expanding and diversifying their businesses that maybe they wouldn't have thought of prior Mm -hmm. to COVID because they didn't have to think that way. So... um, yeah, I mean, we could probably, between the two of us, go on for a week about all the different clients that we've helped. But Yeah, I think it's interesting to note that, that a lot of people may not realize that 
percent. Well, ninety nine point four percent of the businesses in South Carolina are small businesses. Wow. And they create at least almost fifty percent of the jobs in South Carolina. Uh, so that is uh, to talk about the economic impact that we have and the SBA have, the Small Business Development Center and our partners have on small businesses, supporting them, keeping them alive and going at this time. Mm -hmm. You don't realize the, the impact that you really are having. And as um, trying to direct South Carolina through this, it's been a challenge and you hurt for these individual businesses that struggle and fight and go to sleep wondering how they're going to make payroll the next day or how they're going to keep the doors open because they're, they, like Michelle said, they have employees that have to pay the bills too and it's just uh, uh, we have that responsibility to make sure they are aware of the programs that are out there like Michelle mentioned the Shutter Venue Operating Grant and the Restaurant Revitalization uh, Grant is coming out there, the fund is coming out there now those are going to make a big difference because restaurants are and hospitality is our number one um, number of businesses in South Carolina and have the biggest number of impact on jobs right. so it's important yeah, and you know, when you look at it, one of the things that, that I've really watched and paid attention to as we've gone through this pandemic is that there have been a lot of businesses that have taken the funds from these programs and just thrown them into the business without a lot of strategy or forethought to it. Mm. And then they run through the money and they're right back where they started. Mm. So if they take advantage of services like, you know, what we offer through the SBDC, our Women's Business Centers score, you know, what the SBA does, um, it's an opportunity for them to get some real expert guidance strategically looking at how can I most effectively use this money so that it helps sustain me over the long haul not just the next three months and you know our statistics show over time on a national level people that come to an SBDC for support as opposed to those businesses that don't get that support we produce they, those businesses produce four times the number of jobs and and way more revenue than businesses that don't get that help so we just encourage people to seek that out. Not everybody knows that all these organizations are right. here to assist. And certainly Community Works, you know, people like you as well are vital. We've worked with you um, extensively through the pandemic as uh, uh, an organization that's been really willing and able to help the smaller businesses mm -hmm. that sometimes don't get the attention from, you know, the really large um, lenders out there. So. It's greatly appreciated. And to build build on what she said, you know, we're this too shall end. And uh, I think South Carolina, and with the support we got through the council and our partners, uh, these small businesses can come out on a growth of economy in South Carolina. It's going to be tremendous. I think this is a great time for small businesses to look at preparing for the future, because I th I truly believe that when it kicks in, it's going to be a tremendous opportunity for wealth. Uh, gaining for small businesses, especially minority businesses in rural and uh, urban areas that can grow and create wealth for their, their family and themselves. Uh, this is a prime time to start a business and start looking at, okay, how do I want to grow my business? What business do I want to start? How do I want to be an entrepreneur? Uh, this is a great opportunity for them. Certainly, yes, and that's our hope, you know, coming coming through this, absolutely. Um, I wanted to touch back on some of these programs you mentioned that were in the pipeline, the Restaurant mm -hmm. Revitalization Fund and the Shuttered, um, opera shuttered Venues. Shuttered Venue Operating Grant. Shuttered Venue Operating Grant. So the Restaurant Relief 
Uh, restaurant um, revitalization. 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 Yeah, restaurant uh, yeah. revitalization. Long names, just, but they, they keep happy. coming, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'd love for you know either or both of you to to give the listeners an idea of what those programs are going to do, how they're going to provide relief. Okay. Uh, the Shutter Venue Operating Grant is uh, out there now, and uh, so we've had some problems with the port, the portal that which they apply in. But it's a, it's a true grant to venues, uh, entertainment enter- entities that will receive a grant up to ten million dollars per location to support them. And it can be if, they, if they've received a PPP loan or an economic injury and disaster loan. Uh, in the past, they have to deduct that from that aspect of it because it may it duplicate efforts. But it's there to help them uh, make payroll, uh, make their uh, uh, utility payments, rent payments, whatever it is, to get them through this crisis and get them starting back up. Initially, they were not part of the full complement of people to could get this type of funding, but that's one of them. From the Restaurant Revitalization Fund, uh, it's uh, targeted toward restaurants. And again, it's going to be a a specific target for them. We're going to start out with a pilot program and it's going to run for a number of days and then you're going to have certain um, categories of applicants, socially disadvantaged applicants can come in and apply, apply first and then after that it'll open up for the remainder of the applicants after that. But again, it's going to be again about a $10 million limit per location or per business uh, to receive those grant funds. Per business, yeah. yeah. And um, I think that the SBA has worked really hard to try to simplify these applications. You know, since COVID hit mm. so quickly and suddenly, everybody's been scrambling from Congress all the way down through everybody in local governments and service providers to respond and provide those capabilities to people. And, you know, it's been a challenge. There have been some rough spots along the way. but. I I do encourage people, even with the advancements that have been made to make the process more simple, reach out to an SBDC or one of the other service providers and ask for help Mm -hmm. because you have to fill out these applications completely and correctly. You have to have all of the right documentation prepared and ready to upload with that. And with this newest program, the restaurant program, when people submit their applications for that, if something's wrong, it'll get spit back at some point. But then when, if they go to resubmit, they go to the back of the line. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure we're there to help them at the beginning to get it right the first time um, to make sure that they get a chance at, at getting these funds. Yeah, it's, it's, if you have to go in for a reconsideration, it does delay the process. It takes a little bit longer for a good bit longer to get your application process and getting the funds in the bank for you if you are don't have the application information correct on the first or if you submit incorrect application information right. it can delay your processing right dot your eyes and cross your t's absolutely yeah. and the <laughs> help's there so yeah. you know yeah, yeah absolutely it. the support's there um well we've talked a lot about existing businesses surviving this but greg you mentioned that it's going to be a fruitful time to start a business in South Carolina as we continue to come through this pandemic. And so what advice would you give to an entrepreneur, a hopeful business owner? Um, hmm. 
I'll let Michelle go first. Yeah, let's one. hear it. <laughs> well, first of all, I, I'd like to mention that we serve all for-profit businesses anywhere in the state. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. It can be real high-tech manufacturing aerospace. It can be professional services like a landscaping company or a salon. Um, we serve all population segments, urban, rural. We have 20 centers all over the state. And um, actually, it, I just did our statistics for the first quarter of this year. and. Um, almost 49% of our client base at the small, small Business Development Center in South Carolina was minority, and over 50% of our client base was women. Wow. So, you know, and a lot of that is out in rural areas, which we've made a very concerted effort to expand our outreach to in the last few years. So, you know, when, when you're looking to do something, come get help. Mm -hmm. uh, because it is a great time potentially to start a business, but you need to make sure that it's the right business, mm -hmm. that you're looking at something that's going to pose an opportunity, that there's a real demand in the marketplace, that you're going to locate this business in the right place, um, you know, where you're going to get the traffic that you need, or if it's going to be an online business, that it's a product that's going to be in demand. We can help with the market research on that with determining, helping you determine if you've really got a good business case, mm -hmm. that this is a viable business. Because the last thing we want to see is somebody that's been laid off from a job or that has a job that provides a steady income to jump into a new business if they haven't really done their due diligence to make sure that it can be a successful business. So um, doing the planning, getting the right help, um, surrounding yourself with mentors and people, you know, counselors like ours that can help you work through all of those details. It's amazing how much information we can provide on the marketplace and the competition and all those kinds of things that can help somebody figure that out. Um, so, you know, I think we're seeing a lot more online businesses starting and um, we're seeing a lot more innovation that's being triggered by the pandemic mm -hmm. and looking at new ways mm -hmm. um, to market products or new products that are going to have a place in our society now that maybe nobody felt was important before. So I think a lot of those kinds of things are things to be looking for. And, you know, don't discount if you think you've got a great idea, come see an expert and let us help you work that through and figure it out. I would ditto what she said, especially the part about planning. I've, my predecessor used to say, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. If you don't have a roadmap or a business plan to build on and know where you're going, then you're going to go anywhere and everywhere, just like you're taking a trip, and you'd, you'd lose money, you'd lose time because you don't know how much you're going to spend or where you're going. So have that plan in place. The other thing I would advise a small business to look at is make sure you've got a good lender, such as Community Works in hand, an accountant, and a lawyer. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the biggest failures of small business is poor record keeping because they fail to finance their business appropriately, either through capital or either through funding. And if they don't have the sufficient capital to fund their business, 
then they get a bad reputation because they're not able to make their bill payments. And then once you get a bad reputation, bad news goes like wildfire, good news takes us a long time. So a small business has got to keep its reputation, has to plan right, has to have good friends and good partners such as Small Business Development Center, a good attorney, a good accountant, and, and make sure that you've um, looked into the details. Don't just go surface, but uh, as Michelle was saying, look at the marketing aspect of it, look at the economic aspect, look at the uh, financial aspect of your business and make sure it's feasible for what you're planning to do. If you can't make money doing it, uh, you can't pay yourself a salary, then you can't pay the bills. And that's the most important thing in small business. Yeah, and, and Greg is so right, and thank you for mentioning that, because you asked earlier, you know, what are some of the main issues we see? Well, since the pandemic, the whole issue of marketing my business is a huge one. But pandemic or no pandemic, the financial management of a business and making sure that you have the right financing available, whether it's mm -hmm. through yourself or through mm -hmm. an outside lender, is absolutely critical. We see day in and day out, even businesses that have been out operating for 20 years don't have good bookkeeping systems in place. They don't know what they actually have in the way of, of income and debt. They don't understand all of that. So making sure that uh, they're getting help to get the financial systems in place and to get help with figuring out, you know, if I need some financing assistance, where can I go to get that? And again, you know, like you said earlier, it's a whole community of people that can help with that. Yeah, record keeping, if you don't have proper records to go to a lender to mm -hmm. explain to them what you're going to do and how you're going to make money, how you're going to pay them back with their payments they have, mm -hmm. they're not going to be able to talk to you. And that goes for the economic injury and disaster loans, all the programs that both uh, Michelle and I offer. Yeah. Uh, unless you have those records that you can perform and, and accurate records, it's going to delay the process or even make it uh, uh, unavailable to you. Yeah. I know our loan officers would say a big amen to that one, too. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm optimistic mm -hmm. uh, for small business right now. I see an opportunity for businesses that are wanting to get started on the ground floor, entrepreneurial aspects, cybersecurity, um, uh, in, in online sales, uh, new manufacturing. This is just a great opportunity when we come out of this COVID crisis, which I think we're on the way out of it now because we've seen the a decrease in uh, unemployment. We've seen the increase in some of the job starts here in South Carolina. I think it's just a great opportunity to start a small business and grow it and create wealth for you and your family. Well, I give a lot of credit to the leadership of the state because if you look at the statistics here, compared to many states around the country. That's so true. You know, we've done, we fared so much better, and I think it's because a lot of the policies and procedures and the economic development focus that our state has on not just big business, but small business. And so, you know, we're, we're not hurting as badly as, as many parts of the country. And as Greg said, this is a great opportunity now if we can, you know, maintain diligence and make sure that our small businesses are doing the right things to get themselves back up and running and doing it effectively and efficiently, you know, tackling the markets. 
um, you know, it's a great opportunity for those businesses that have survived as well to grow to the next step, to look at other diversification, to begin to consider maybe government contracting or exporting to foreign countries, other opportunities like that that they may have never thought about before. And we have experts that can help with, with all of those different areas. As well as I mentioned, cybersecurity. Uh, we have a whole new program that we've launched here in the state and we're working on at a national level. Any small business should be thinking about making sure that you're shoring up your business and protecting your assets. And cyber doesn't have to be this overwhelming, costly, expensive thing. Mm -hmm. It is doable for, for even the smallest of businesses. Protecting your intellectual property and things like that are also other programs that we offer that can help people that, that need help in those areas as well. I think my final comment would be that um, a small business needs to educate themselves on the resources that are available to you. I think a lot of them don't realize how much uh, resources are available, but they're out there, and uh, a lot of them are free of charge. You pay taxes. You paid for these services that Small Business Development Center and our other partners participate in. So I think it's just uh, educate yourself to resources available and use us and our partners to find out what is available and how you can benefit your business. Before you go spend a lot of money on yeah. it. Amen. You know, because we because hear that, that a lot. That would be yeah. easy to do. Right. Yeah. 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 The three of us having this conversation, I think, is a good testament to the resources that are available. But, but yeah, our hope is that people would know what, what is available to them as they, you know, continue to grow their business or, you know, chase after their dream of being an entrepreneur. So. Yeah. I appreciate both of you guys joining us today, and we look forward to continuing our partnerships. Yes, thank you so much for having us. It was thank great. you so much. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, great conversation.